Protecting your assets for the next generation. You're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. Today, we present a love story. It's a story born out of a cruel diagnosis, but a story that takes an Alzheimer's patient and a beloved daughter-in-law on a journey to a predictable conclusion. It's a story that passes important mileposts along the way. The storyteller is Connie Rubin, a Calgary businesswoman and the daughter-in-law in this tale. Let's talk about your mother-in-law and the relationship you had with her. What was it like? Grace and I became best friends the, the moment we met. It was one of those relationships that um, she opened the door and I felt like I had known her my entire life. How um, long did you know her? It was a little over 22 years. And when did you notice or when did it become apparent that uh, she was starting to have some cognitive challenges? At the time her husband died, which was in 1998, um, he had made comment that he was worried about Grace's memory. And so he passed away, and obviously we started paying more attention at that time. And it, it was within a year or two that we realized this was more than just normal aging and thought it was time to do something about it. How did she react to the news? Not well. Um, she's from the generation that the word Alzheimer's meant crazy person to her. And so we, we learned right away not to use the word in front of her. Um, we had code words that we would use, and I threatened to just get a T-shirt that said she has Alzheimer's. Um, but she, she, did not, she did not handle that well. She had it for, what, 12, yeah. 15 yeah, but, years? Yes, that we know of, that we know of. I had her diagnosed down in Southern California, um, just took her to a doctor who specialized in that just to see because you think you know what it is but you need that diagnosis and um, it was quite evident in the very first meeting that she was in the advanced stages and I wasn't prepared for hearing the advanced stages I thought that we had caught it quickly and but obviously it had gone on for quite a while and she had become very good at hiding the fact that she couldn't remember she had learned coping skills how did you react to the news? I was immediately overwhelmed in the sense that how, what did that mean? How, how do we move forward? How do we take care of this? And how do we do it and give her the dignity that she deserves while we go through the process? And my nature is immediately to start organizing and structuring and dotting the I's and crossing the T's and making sure nothing was missed. And um, so that's exactly what I did. She, at the time, um, spent the winters down in Palm Springs. And uh, we had a structure so that she was not alone. And it wasn't long before that, or I guess it was around the same time that we ended up taking her car keys away from her. That was a process. And um, and so my my role became because it's just my nature is I 
I somehow needed to fix this and make this okay so that it wasn't a burden on anyone. I presume that the first thing you wanted to do was make sure that things like power of attorney and some of those kinds of, of issues, her wishes and, and things like that, while she was still in a state where she could participate in the conversation because it impacted her. Um, I take it that those were some of the early things that you did in terms of your uh, your capacity as an organizer. No, those would have been very wise things to do. Um, unfortunately, when you're going through something like this, I'm a businesswoman, my husband's a businessman, but certain things didn't get done. And so then you become later in the later years um, scrambling to make sure that they're done. And I mean, we had certain things like her will was had been prepared but years earlier and there had been changes in the family and... and uh, that in hindsight is one of those things you need to do right away. In hindsight, it's one of those things you should do before you ever get the diagnosis. It's one of those things that I now encourage everyone to do early in life. And if you have to change it yearly, change it, but at least get it put into place. Uh, I've often said to, to friends and colleagues who are going through this with a family member, um, make a good memory every day because that will help after the journey is over to be able to look back on those moments and smile. Right. That's, that's really true. And when you, live with, when you live with the disease of Alzheimer's, I think it does put a new appreciation on that process. What were the things that were important to her uh, in her, in her journey? And, and, were you able to do with her some of those things uh, during the time you had together? Because discussing the disease with her was not, it, it caused her stress. And um, with the disease, that's the thing you want to avoid. You want to avoid stress. So discussing how she felt about what she was going through, um, just we didn't do that. She had a phrase. She said, getting old ain't for sissies. And you knew that there was some part of her that knew what was going on. But I tried to know her. I tried to honor what Grace Rubin would want I, from making sure she got her nails done every two weeks, making sure she got had her hair done every week, making sure she was dressed properly. I... We would drive back and forth to Palm Springs and see her family because I knew that that would be important to them and that would be important to her. So I really tried for those 10, 12 years to have her live the life that I know she would have wanted if she was cognizant of what she was doing. Yeah. Was she a gardener? Was she? Did she have hobbies that she liked to do? She liked to play golf? Did she like to shop? Was she able to do those kinds of things uh, that, that might even be considered part of what would be normal life? She did. She, she did her crossword puzzle every morning. That was a, a major, right, up, right as long as she could. It was probably one of the first things to go. She did love to golf. Um, Grace had the challenge of having Alzheimer's, but also she, had, it was, she was older for having Alzheimer's. I mean, I, she died at 97, and I say she... 
she outlived Alzheimer's. Um, she, she, had, she did puzzles, and so we always had a puzzle on the table, and jigsaw puzzles. And she adapted as her body and her mind adapted. And what I mean by that is we, she could no longer see the little puzzles. And so we bought her the bigger pieces. And then she, um, it was almost by Braille, you know, she got where she couldn't, her vision was going. And so she would, she would do these puzzles by Braille. And then as, as life went on, we would give her just a few pieces. And then, so it wasn't overwhelming to her. And then by the, by the end, she would actually break the pieces off so that they would fit. And I loved that because I just, that's just adapting to her situation. Calgary businesswoman Connie Rubin. Out of this journey came a book entitled The Stages of Grace. There's one more chapter to the story to share with you. We'll do that in a moment. We hope you've had a great summer and you've thought about the need for a plan for your life going forward. That's a particularly important question for those of you with an estate of one million or more. The plan is about protecting assets, maximizing wealth, and minimizing tax. An estate plan is not a will. It's a play that takes into account what you want to do with your life and how you can make that possible through good financial planning. Learn more by attending a Macmillan Estate Planning Seminar. The next ones are in Red Deer on Wednesday evening, September 26th, and in Calgary on Thursday evening, September 27th. Register online at macmillanestate.com. You can learn more about some of the topics that will be covered in the seminar and how those topics relate to you. It might be the best 90-minute investment you could make in your future. More with Calgary businesswoman and author Connie Rubin in a moment on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR. 